Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to All You Need to Know Radio. Tonight, we have a jam-packed show for you on this May 20th of 2021. You would think we are living in a twilight zone, but no such luck. So sadly that uh, the Republicans, even though the uh, evil queen has vacated her throne, they have made even worse decisions than you would think that they would make. The House passes an amendment that there is going to be a commission for the nine, for the January 6th insurrection in which I will say it out loud and uh, the millions of people will hear, Donald Trump is the one who initiated the insurrection and caused over seven people to die because he is a sore loser and he lost an election. It's that simple. And now the Republicans are running terrified because Kevin McCarthy is going to have to testify under oath as to what was said during his phone call to Donald Trump, where Donald Trump allegedly said, I guess the voters care about the election more than you do, Kevin, so you're getting what you deserve. So the Republicans are once again lying, just out and out lying. And I am so sick of the lies, it's not even funny. Also, we are going to talk about your glory, hallelujah, because it is coming. We have been talking about it. And guess what? Donald Trump is in some serious trouble. I mean serious trouble to the point, well, I'll just tell you this. (laughs) 
Yes, Donald John Trump, the former president of the United States, is now under criminal investigation. And not just him, his entire family is under investigation by the New York Attorney General's office. We're going to talk about that. Also, we're going to talk about Britney Spears and how the Free Britney movement, Britney Spears has actually asked the judge for a personal meeting with her. Her attorney's not there. Her father not there. And there is so much, much more going on. So I think that it's time. Are you ready for it? Can you handle it? I don't know if you can handle it, but we're going to see if you can. As uh, All You Need to Know Radio starts right now. I can't seem to focus on you, don't seem to notice I'm not here. everybody welcome back to all you need to know radio i am your host john hollywood and welcome to this may 20th of 2021 where some of the most ridiculous things are going on but let's talk about it first of all let's welcome the one the only almost warwick as our co-host almost are you there i am john can you hear me i can hear you great there's a little bit of feedback but we'll work through that uh, but how does it sound? Um, sounds just fine to me. I can hear you perfectly. Uh, so we're working on getting almost in the studio with us. Um, and right now he has his headset on. We'll take a picture of it and post it on social media. Oh, that my God. lit up like a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. Uh, we're getting ready to go live on Instagram. So we're going to take a quick music break. And when we come back, We're going to talk about the spineless, the lying Republicans. I mean, I just, I didn't think it could get this bad, but it has. So we need just, I need about five minutes, not even five minutes, two or three minutes just to take us live on Instagram. And uh, we'll be right back.
should be saying, duh, bunch of dumb idiots. We have never had some of the worst people in the country representing us, supposedly. Let's get to it. Almost. Hi. Can you hear us? I can hear you perfectly. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. Great. Uh, I'll lower my voice also, and maybe we won't have that feedback. But, oh, my God, there is so much going on in this country that is disgusting, that is sad, and I just don't really know at this point where to begin. So let's start with the fact that uh, the House was able to push through by the skin of their chinny-chin-chin. They were able to pull through um, the uh, January 6th Insurrection Committee but 30, 35 Republicans did, in fact, vote for it. Real quick, let's say this. Tonight's show, because we have a jam-packed show, is commercial-free. Our show is brought to you by American Wealth. We have a lot of exciting things to tell you about that, too. But right now, let's focus on this, that only 35 Republicans voted for – okay – no, we need to go mobile. Uh, we'll, we'll figure that out. Let's do yes, that yeah, if you don't mind. Let's do that if you don't mind. Only 35 Republicans were, a, were able to act, that, that actually voted for this, and I am beyond disgusted. Copperhead, what do you think about this? I mean, 35 Republicans, and most of the Republicans that voted were ones – or that did not vote – were ones that were cowered underneath the um, – uh, underneath in the yeah with the with Capitol Police with their guns drawn. Okay, so I let's, mean, let's talk about with that. This. I know that we were we were talking about possibly lo- uh, posting some pictures that showed side by side the people speaking out against this committee and the actual photographs of them during the insurrection, and that would be fascinating to see some of their text, uh, some of their quotes on top of the actual physical pictures of them cowering behind police officers, cowering behind. Uh, chairs and trying to get away from those people that were coming in while saying, oh, it was just a normal day of any sort of tourist coming into the Capitol. It was, it's black and white contrast that we're having a committee and looking into this. This is just like Pearl Harbor. This is just like uh, World War II. This is just like any other attack that's on American soil. Uh, it needs to be investigated and found out the source, and then those who are d- guilty need to be held accountable. This is not something that we can just let go by. Absolutely, and we have no intentions of letting this go by. I know Almost wants to jump in on this. Almost, you have the floor. Thank you. So the 9-11 Commission is actually a really good comparison to what's going on here. Uh, Both of them 
uh, were a response to a terrorist attack. The difference between the 9-11 Commission and the terrorist attack for, uh, that occurred on January 6th is that it was domestic and fomented by um, the Republican Party rather than al-Qaeda. Um, make no mistake, they were both terrorist attacks. Um, and uh, the leaders of al-Qaeda are enemies of the people and the democracy of, the Amer- of America. And the people who fomented the terrorist attack on January 6th are also enemies of the people. And so a commission is appropriate. Uh, An independent commission with subpoena power is appropriate. But what's going on is the Republicans had initially agreed to a bipartisan commission. And then they reneged. Once it became clear that the Democrats were not going to allow for what aboutism type argumentation in that commission, where it became clear that the Democrats were not going to abide by the Republicans issuing subpoenas to investigate, you know, violence of the Black Lives Matter protests in the commission to investigate what happened to the January 6th attacks, the Republicans reneged on their prior agreement and said, actually, we're not going to support the uh, commission in a bipartisan way, and both McConnell and um, McCarthy and Scalise, so some top Republican officials in the House and the Senate, um, signaled their intent a couple of days ago to oppose the creation of a January 6th commission. So I know we've talked about this on this show many times, but this is a fantastic example of the Republicans' um, Lying and cheating Lying. and being duplicitous, be, being du, being duplicitous when they say that they want to investigate what happened. What they really want to do is muddy the water. If we really do an investigation okay, so of what on happened, a I love if there's that a word. Point, one I, second. Almost, almost. I love mm-hmm. that word duplicitous. Can you please explain it? Because I've never heard that word, but I love big words. Yes. So, so du- duplicity is basically um, having two meanings with what you say, um, and so can you hear me? The entire uh, wording of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So, so, so something some. Yeah, so someone who is duplicitous, it's like they say one thing, but they actually mean two different things. And it's it's just a form of lying. I thought and, that was two-faced. Um, I thought it was a two-faced. Uh, that's another way to say it. That's another way to say it. <laughs> um, so, but uh, the, the point that I'm trying to make um, is that if – we really do a thorough deep dive and investigation into what happened that led to the events of January 6th and what happened on January 6th itself. In my opinion, based and we've talked about this on the show, including almost immediately after it happened, there, there's a pretty high likelihood that evidence will be discovered that not only did the GOP kind of and, and House members in the GOP kind of tacitly slipped the January 6th insurrection, but they actively supported it. 
by doing things like providing tours to insurrectionists doors, the day yeah. before. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that's guys, the, hey, real quick, let's mm-hmm. listen to the Democrats because the Democrats did not take this laying down. Listen. How you respond responsibly to what happened four months ago, Madam Speaker. Not with deflection or mistruths, but by taking action to protect not only this complex and those who work, serve, and visit here, but to also protect our very democracy. And making sure we never become a country that lets any angry mob decide who the next president will be. Only the voters can do that, Madam Speaker. We need to put the facts on record here, to tell the truth and not spread lies. And the truth is that some on the other side are afraid to do anything around here because they're afraid. Afraid of the truth? Afraid because their leadership doesn't want to offend the ex-president and his big lie? That's all I could think of when I read the minority leader's deeply troubling statement opposing the January 6th commission. Now, even though it's bipartisan, even though his own ranking member negotiated the deal, even though we gave him virtually everything he asked for during the negotiations, a Republican aide said it best when they were quoted uh, in the press yesterday saying this, and I quote, I think Kevin was hoping that the Democrats would never agree to our request. That way the commission would be partisan and we can all vote no and say it's a sham operation because he knows Trump is going to lose his mind, end quote. Lose his mind over a bipartisan commission. Madam Speaker, this moment is a choice. A choice between the truth or siding with the originator of the big lie. To my friends on the other side, I'm asking you to lead with the courage of your convictions. Vote your conscience. Support this bipartisan commission, not just because it's the right thing to do, but support it out of respect. Out of respect for your colleagues, for your staff and the support staff here, for the Capitol Police, but most importantly, respect for this institution. Respect for this institution, I think, is a joke at this point, guys. Don't you? Well, I think it's scary. Yeah, I think I, it's scary that anytime mm-hmm. that you have somebody who is negotiating, Copperhead, we're losing you. We're losing you. Almost. Go ahead and respond to that because we're losing Copperhead. Sure. Yeah. So my perspective is that the Congress is an appropriate venue and a and a commission like the 9-11 commission is an appropriate venue to investigate what happened um clearly republicans as that congressman said as that as that that congressman said and i didn't quite catch his name but the the democratic congressman McGovern. just uh mcgovern mcgovern okay um so as as congressman mcgovern said and i i tend to agree with him that the reason why mccarthy agreed to the why why mccarthy um ended up reneging on his on on yeah he he reneged on his uh prior statement that you know we would take this commission, the reason he did that is because Donald Trump still holds a ridiculous amount of sway within the party. 
uh, within the GOP, and because he but is why, so, but in, why does anyone, he hold whether they're Democrat or Republican, why would they be terrified of a discovery party? Are they afraid the narrative is going to be misleading? Are they afraid of the truth? Are they afraid? Like, I mean, this is obviously an obvious they're answer, afraid of the truth. It's very much one of those that it becomes it becomes black and white. If you don't want to know the truth, there's got to be a reason behind it. You're either the cause of the That's problem, right. or you're you're afraid of people who are the cause of the problem. Hey guys, one more. I, I, I think that that's Democratic. A- this is Democratic Congressman Tim Ryan, and he puts it all out there. Listen, for thirty seconds. I, I, I want to thank the gentleman from New York and the other Republicans who are supporting this, and thank them for their bipartisanship. To the other ninety percent of our friends on the other side of the aisle, holy cow! Incoherence. No idea what you're talking about. Benghazi. You guys chased the former Secretary of State all over the country. Spent millions of dollars. We have people scaling the Capitol, hitting the Capitol Police with lead pipes across the head, and we can't get bipartisanship. What else has to happen in this country? Cops. This is a slap in the face to every rank-and-file cop in the United States. If we're going to take on China, if we're going to rebuild the country, if we're going to reverse climate change, we need two political parties in this country that are both living in reality, and you ain't one of them. Hey, guys, real quick, we actually have a caller calling in. We're going to take this call because uh, I want to see what people are thinking. Hi, uh, your phone number ends with 4600, and this is All You Need to Know Radio, John Hollywood, Copperhead, and Amos. Who do we have the pleasure of speaking with? This is Mr. Pianca calling from the Midwest and South. Hi, how you doing? What would you like to talk about tonight? Thank you for calling. Well, as, a, as an African-American and a staunch Donald Trump supporter, George S. Patton ideologist, I see this as being nothing more but some Hold more on a shenanigans. Second. What does this have to do with you being African American, sir? Because whenever I proclaim that I support Donald Trump, you've called it, it really you've called not with you. We're not play, no, we're not going to play the race game here. This has nothing to do with race, and I want you to tell me what this has to do with you being African American, so we can move forward from that. Well, I'm happy to hear that you don't criticize me for being a. A supporter of him, so I can go on, right? Absolutely. I, yeah, I'm because really most times when I say that on black stations, they call me all kind of names. Well, that's <laughs> ridiculous, and we're not going to do that. But her, we, we, we are running well, That's time. great. Go ahead. You know, the thing about this, this march, these protests, and the uh, gathering at the Capitol was well planned. Ever notice all the porter, powder, porter, powder, porter toilets that was there? On the, the sidewalk. Yeah. You don't just call them up and they come out and deliver them within an hour. No. You true. have to call way ahead of time. So okay. it was planned. Right. Mm-hmm. Who that? planned it? Donald Trump. No, Donald Trump. I don't, Donald Trump didn't plan that. That's Listen, been planned. Man, I, why do you think you know, Donald Trump? People... I know a lot of things. Let me explain the things to you. Why do you think Donald Trump was kicked off Twitter so fast. You know why? Because they found the blueprints to the Capitol in his Twitter feed. They found the telephone numbers of people that Donald Trump wanted them to go after. That's why they have pulled him off social media so quickly. You they can talk, further a, you can talk about plans. 
Well, I, well, that's just so one that more thing you? that I've heard. Doesn't that bother you that you're that you? What does that got to do with it? I'm a United States citizen. Donald Trump lost, when you have a president lost the presidency. When you Hold have, on, well, what has that got to, to do with? We're talking about the Capitol and this. Sir. Sir, in this investigation, you have, you have the leader of the okay. So let's talk. Hold on. Hold on. More on the legislative. Hold on a second. What do you What do you mean? We're talking about We're talking about what the investigation and a conference that a committee is being put together to find out exactly what happened. Why okay? it happened? Why are the Republicans? Why did only thirty five Republicans vote? to have a committee look at what happened so it can never happen again because the Capitol Police, several lost their lives protecting the very people that are voting against them. Why? What are they afraid of, sir? Hello? Uh-huh. Did we lose the caller? I, I either – hold on a second here. I actually may have – I think he hung up. I think he did. And okay, yeah, well, I, um, I, I actually have another thing to say in response to his point about the porta potty. Idiotic. So I actually think it's a pre- well, well, you know, you know what? It, it's it, he's he's mistaken, but it goes to an actual interesting point, which is that there was real funding underlying that insurrection. Um, Charlie Kirk of Turning Point USA publicly posted and then subsequently deleted, but you can still find it, a uh, bragging that he paid for 80 buses full of people to be bussed in from out of town. He personally isn't that wealthy. Where did he get the money? Who paid you also find the to plan flight. the Capitol riot? That is a great question that would be answered by this commission. Absolutely. Follow the dollars. Right. And, and so, you know, the, the gentleman, <laughs> the caller, and I'm, I'm sorry that either he hung up or was hung up upon or whatever, but the, the, the caller surprisingly had a pretty good point. It just, his analysis was incorrect because it led to the conclusion that we actually should have a, um, Commission, an independent commission, to really look into what happened here. His point where he was actually, obviously pre-planned. Where he actually lost me, though, almost is when he said I, he brought up race and he brought up he's an African American. He was stating that, that has he was, nothing no whatsoever, nothing whatsoever to do with what we were talking I think, about. I think he's trying to play the race said, card because was, that's what the Republicans do when they have to deflect. And I was not going. Well, to I agree. That. I agree that that was an inappropriate way to talk about politics in this in this scenario, but at the same time, the the, the point is apropos that the the porta potties and the stages and the banners and, and there's the a flag, bunch of yeah. evidence. The, gall- the gallows, exactly. the one to hang my pants. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. The gallows, and as your to your point, sir, the um, uh, the 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 uh, blueprints of the tunnels under the Capitol. There, there's a bunch of evidence that what happened in January 6th, it was not a riot or a protest. It was a planned attempted coup or insurrection. And there was lots of it is lots of reports of missing equipment and missing documents from 
tables and secretaries counters and desktops that would not have been found if they didn't have a pinpoint accuracy for some of these places. And so we were on a COVID lockdown the day before mm-hmm. the insurrection, the Republicans were giving tours while the Capitol was locked down. How do you explain right. that? And that's, that's that the whole place. point of that. That's the reason why I believe um, McCarthy ended up reneging, and there is not going to be bipartisanship if we're going to have a commission to, to study this. It's going to be a fully partisan commission. And, and the, the reason guilty, that – it's, Exactly. It's like, it's like asking a murderer, to, a murderer to investigate themselves. They're not going to do it. It was a, there was a pre-planned. It, there appears to have been. I don't want to say there was. I haven't seen all of the evidence, but there appears allegedly. to have been. Yeah, allegedly there was a highly detailed pre-planned conspiracy for um, a bunch of different people and groups to get together to attempt an insurrection, a, a, an attempted coup. And, 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 and if not an insurrection, then definitely a surgical strike to get equipment and documents and information that they didn't have access to otherwise. Right, well, exactly. Whether you call it a coup or an insurrection or whatever, it was a pre-planned action, political action, um, to attempt to overturn the results of the 2020 election. And so an investigation of that is very likely to uncover all kinds Oh my God! Um, misconduct and horrific things. Seven mm-hmm. people lost their. This is a very simple thing for me. Seven people yeah. lost their lives because Donald Trump was a sore loser and he lost an election. It was not <laughs> stolen from him. He lost the election, <laughs> so he sent his followers to hang the vice president if he did not do. What he wanted him to do, he tweeted about it, saying, "We hope Mike mm-hmm. Pence is listening." I mean, allegedly, mm-hmm. my ass. This is cut and dry for me. Maybe not for everybody, mm-hmm. but for me, this is very no. cut and dry. There is too no, many things. I mean, look, look at the reason the Republicans do not want this committee put together because Kevin McCarthy said and told many people in Congress that he contacted Donald Trump and said, this is your, I can't, this is your effing mess. This is not Antifa attacking us. This is your people attacking us. Do something about it. And his response was, well, I guess, Kevin, my people care about the election more than you. Not worried about the Capitol police officers that were, you know, being assaulted with pipes and stuff like that. Not worried that actually those the reinforcements were not sent because Donald Trump never asked for them. Mike Pence had to ask for them once he heard them screaming, hang Mike Pence in the hall. Now, I'm sorry. I can listen to a lot of BS, but I will not sit back and be silent about what the facts the simple facts of this case are, and that is that Donald Trump should be charged with murder. He should be charged with attempted murder. He should be charged with uh, attempted coup. Now, he Mr. should Hollywood, be charged with, with – we'll and we'll this is a question for you expert. almost – with 
him having mm-hmm. the microphone that he has, and he gets on there over and over and over and incites violence by saying this election was stolen from you. This, I mean, and mm-hmm. this, he said this in the very first days of announcing his uh, run for presidency once he was president. I mean, in Donald Trump's mind, he tries to say it over and over and over and over and over, and he thinks it's going to make it come true in his Oompa Loompa uh, land of his uh, mind. But people got killed because of what he said. There's got to be some way he can be held accountable. Let's take take it one step back further real quick on that same point. Almost there is one penalty for treason. No, I'm here. There's there's one there's one penalty for treason that I'm aware of, according to the Constitution of America. Is, do you know what that is? <laughs> it's actually the only prescribed criminal penalty in the Constitution, and it is death. And does this seem like it allegedly, if these facts are true, that that would fit the bill? The answer to your question, and I know you're not going to like to hear this, but the answer is no. <laughs> um, what, what, it is cl- what it is closer to is sedition. Um, it's not treason because it's domestic. So he's not – it can only be treason if you aid and abet an enemy who you're at war with. Um, but it is sedition. It's um, – and I'm not an expert in federal criminal law, but my understanding is basically sedition is um, trying to overthrow the government. Um, and, and I think that I agree with John's perspective that um, the basic facts are indisputable and you cannot dispute that Donald Trump was the leader of this movement to, to do this insurrection. I do think that there are some legitimate investigatory questions about the role of some of the other Republican congressmen and senators and dark money groups. Yeah, the funding, exactly. Who paid to support this? Um, And and we really don't have those facts. And so, you know, I agree with John that um, a – criminal charge or potentially some sort of political remedy like a um, a censure or something is appropriate uh, as to Donald John Trump. But then um, the question is, are there other charges? I mean, who else was involved in the conspiracy and what can and cannot be proven? We don't really have all of those facts. But I, you know, I do agree that on the very basic level, it's pretty obvious who led this insurrection, and it's Donald John yes, Trump. Sir. Yes, sir. The only mm-hmm. thing that I can think of is the reason Mitch McConnell is at one point saying Donald Trump is liable for this. Donald Trump needs to be held accountable for this. Donald Trump could still be charged, charged criminally, even though he's no longer the president. He hasn't got away with this yet. Is the fact that his very wife is under investigation for misappropriate of funds as when she was the transportation mm-hmm. secretary, and maybe Donald Trump pardoned her secretly is the only thing that I can think of that Mitch McConnell can stand up there and lie his ass off all the time. So, so John, I'm going to repeat the same thing that I told you last week. There's no such thing as a secret pardon. Um, to, to the extent, to, 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 to the extent that, right, exactly to the extent that Trump 
did pardon someone, it has to be filed in the public records or it's ineffective. Um, you know, I, I, he's did a lot of weird things in the last few days of his office. Apparently, um, around December 30th of last year, he actually ordered the withdrawal of all U.S. troops from all military bases around the world, and thankfully the military didn't listen to him. Um, but so what I'm trying to say is I wouldn't put it past him to try to do some try crazy, something. corrupt, yeah. weird thing like a secret pardon. But um, my understanding and <laughs> you know, detailed uh, legal research on the issue of presidential pardons is not my forte, um, but uh, my understanding is that there, the, the pardon is ineffective if it's not public because you have to file it with the court to – Get the punishment taken away. That's, exactly. Um, so I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I do think that McConnell's corrupt, and his um, wife likely benefited financially greatly because of her role as, as, as transportation secretary. But I don't necessarily think it's a secret pardon. What I do think is going on from a political perspective, not policy or fa or you know the facts of the investigation, but politics is that um, the Republicans are worried that if the that this is a winning political issue for the Democrats, the more the Democrats and the national media talk about the events of January 6th and do a detailed investigation into the events of January 6th, the more likely it is that um, – People who are on the fence or people who are you know, not that closely paying attention to politics are to understand that the Republican Party really are the bad actors here, and it's not, um, it's not a both sides of the same issue. It's the, the Democrats are trying to get to the bottom of it. The Republicans are being um, abusive and not telling the truth. Obstructionist, exactly, and not telling right. the truth. And by, by – by, 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 Forcing the Democrats to do this in a partisan way rather than a bipartisan way, the, I think that Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy, Steve Scalise have made the very cynical political calculation that it benefits their power to obstruct rather than to try to get to the bottom of what occurred. So it's more well, than it happened one way or the other. Nancy Pelosi said if, they ha if the House just has to do it with them, that's what she'll do. Let me read you a letter that was right. sent anonymously from the Capitol Police, okay? Yep. It's very important mm -hmm. that this gets out there. So here we go. We members mm -hmm. of the United States Capitol Police write this letter to express our profound disappointment with the recent comments from both chambers, the minority leaders expressing no need for a January 6th commission. The brave men and women of the USCP were subject to hours and hours of physical trauma, which has led to months of mental anguish. If you look around the Capitol building, you still see the doors that were broken and the windows that were smashed. And in some cases, missing officers are forced to go through the exact doors that this ferocity happened. And a daily, this is a daily reminder of that dreadful day. Can you imagine how betrayed that these Capitol Police officers feel? And I actually posted this. What a disgrace that the Republicans that hid under the desk like cowards 
while they protected the um, the people that were being uh, attacked or about to be attacked. In some cases, putting their hand on their back, holding them down with their weapon drawn for the first time in the Capitol. I would suggest that the uh, GOP senators get their own protection because if they find themselves in this situation again, they might not be so lucky. So meaning the fact that they want them to put themselves in jeopardy, but yet they don't want to support a commission to find out what happened so this doesn't happen again. This is one of the most disgraceful things that has ever, ever, ever happened to our country. And if you can't tell, I'm actually quite pissed about it. What do you think on this, Copperhead? Well, I agree. And I think it's, you know, it's what um, that Congressman Tim Ryan said. This is a slap in the face to every rank-and-file police officer in America. And I think he was absolutely right, and I completely agree. And yes, I'm pissed. And, you, sh- and, you know, the listeners should be very, very upset at the – Republican Party's duplicity, use that word again, um, and dissembling, you know, but they're not saying what they really mean. What they really mean is, ha-ha, we're going to get away with it and make it incredibly difficult to investigate what really occurred. And what they're saying and is, they- actually, we need to investigate Black Lives Matter. We need to, you know, investigate um, the other – Antifa, Antifa. Um, yeah, which is which is it, it's it, the whole the whole thing is it's a sham. What they're trying to do is muddy the waters so that the public doesn't see the clear evidence that the Republican Party supported a coup. I mean, I, one of the I two major political like parties is completely out to lunch. Well, no, they're not out to lunch. They've been working double time. They have a lot of practice with this with this whole. Muddying the right. waters. We had a whole investigation with the president, not once but twice. We've had investigations over the course of the years that constantly were being distracted, were being uh, shown, you know, Biden's son. Biden's son was never on trial for anything, but yet I heard his name a million times in the news. Why? Because Republicans mm-hmm. wanted to keep drumming that drum because that's a different drum than the one that they're afraid of hearing. But when it comes down to right. the hard facts, rather than investigating no Giuliani and Trump's conduct in Ukraine. They want to investigate Hunter Biden. Biden. Is, it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, which, which I completely agree. Subject matters, and when you have a committee set up for one subject matter, we're not going to try and do a second one. We're not going to try and do Black Lives Matter while we're trying to talk about the January 6th insurrection. Those are two different dates two different to people. So why are we combining Absolutely. So, so let's, I want to move on from this, but first of all, I want to encourage every single American out there to contact your senators and tell them they will lose their, your vote if they do not vote for this commission. Because the vote happened in the House, and it barely passed, but it has not happened in the Senate. And the will of the people need to be heard loud and clear that we will not tolerate this kind of BS. We just will not do it. I believe so Schumer's going to get for a vote running. on Monday. Yes, absolutely. Real quick, let's tell you about a special guest we're going to have next Thursday night. Uh, I was uh, privileged enough to go and see my good friend Ty Herndon at the uh, Arlington uh, 
Convention Center. It was one of the most incredible concerts I've seen Ty sit do. It's one of the first live shows he's done since the pandemic. He uh, actually uh, did a Bonnie Raitt song that made a lot of people cry. And he recorded, he played uh, one of a brand new song off his new album, Jacob. And if you want to get information about Ty soon, go to uh, tyherndon.com and there is an official website that you can join. But the person that opened for Ty Herndon, his name is Austin Michaels. Take a listen. If you can't turn me to stone, I'd be statue standing tall in the ancient if you turn, shatters me like glass. I'd be in pieces trying to make the breaking land. Okay, so that is Austin Michael and Michael. Yeah, Austin Michael. He was on American Idol as a finalist. He's the one that lassoed Katy Perry, which we'll talk to him about that next week. He has an album that's out. This kid is the real deal. I don't mean to call him a kid, but he is an amazing guy. He is authentic, and he sounds amazing. So next Thursday, we are going to have him live, and he is going to take phone calls. Now, let's go back to All You Need to Know Radio, our radio show, once again brought to you by American Wealth Group USA. And let's talk about the rejoicing of everybody in America if you're not a Donald Trump a supporter. I have been saying this was going to happen for a very long time. It happened a lot faster than I thought it would. But Donald Trump was notified, and this is and almost will confirm this. This is a very mm-hmm. unusual thing that the DA's office, that the Attorney General of New York's office did. When they notified Donald Trump's lawyers, they no longer consider the investigation that is happening against the Trump organization, Donald Trump himself, and his family as a civil matter. They now officially are saying this is a criminal investigation, and I'm telling you what I'm hearing is they have some rock-solid evidence. Almost, what do you think? I I do think that this is a significant development for several reasons, and we are inching closer to the first time in American history holding a former president accountable for for criminal conduct. Um, I think it might really happen, which is, like I said, the first time in American history. It's truly historic, but we've never had a um, serially – the serial dishonest person be the president. I mean, even somebody like Reagan or Nixon or, you know, George W. Bush, who um, had some issues, I don't think, and, you know, did some horrific things while in office, like Iran Contra and Coyotel Pro. It's not quite the same as Donald Trump appears to have built a career on being a con man and a grifter. Um, and well, my understanding you know how, is, you know how the, uh, Donald Trump responded. He left well, okay. Florida. Mm-hmm. So right. that's what you He's do when you've, got a, when you've got a New York Attorney General looking at you, and if you stand to be indicted, and then you flee basically where you live. Those are really grounds, in my opinion, for the 
when he is indicted and standing before a judge, for the attorney general to say, we want no bail because we consider him a flight risk. I mean, how stupid mm-hmm. is this guy? Never mind. You're not getting well, we're not there. We're, we're not there yet. But my understanding is that uh, Alan Weisselberg, who was the CFO of the Trump organization back from prior to Donald Trump taking it over, he was he was actually working hired by Fred Trump and worked for Fred Trump, Donald Trump's dad. And so he knows where all the bodies are buried. Um, and my understanding is that um, the – that Donald Trump and the Trump organization paid for his daughter's private school in Manhattan and his and Weisselberg's son and daughter-in-law's uh, Central Park apartment in Manhattan, which is some of the most expensive residential real estate in the world, um, and failed to pay taxes on them. And uh, that's a clear violation of tax law, and this guy's an accountant, he would know. Um, so apparently what's going on is that the Letitia James office and uh, Cyrus Vance's office, which is the federal um, uh, the federal counterpart to Letitia James has a uh, detailed criminal investigation open against Mr. Weisselberg personally and is trying to use that as pressure to get him to flip and snitch on um, the Trump organization. Um, I think that if that actually happens, there is a pretty high likelihood that Donald Trump gets indicted. Um, It is possible that Weisselberg will turn into the fall guy. But if he goes to jail, I mean, he's already old. If he goes to jail, it'll be the rest of his life. So um, that's the kind of thing that would motivate somebody to turn on their former employer. Um, Whether or not he actually does it, I don't know. But it is a significant development that the uh, New York authorities are going after the Trump organization in a criminal capacity and not merely in a civil capacity for something like um, misrepresentations on a tax document. This, this, there's some more serious underlying um, misconduct that's being investigated. Exactly the nature of you know, the, the evidence before the DA is, is confidential, so I, I don't have everything. Um, but you can read some public reporting that indicates that they're trying to get Weisselberg, who knows where all the bodies are buried, to flip, and they have some really solid evidence against him that would cause him to flip. That was a lot of words. I hope that made sense. That made a hundred percent sense. Copperhead, you want to comment? Mm-hmm. I think it's. I think this is definitely a, a moment in history where, once again, we're looking at how many how many presidents have we had impeached ever? Uh, Forty almost uh, impeached. Um, four. Four. So we're dealing with yeah something past that now. We're dealing with a, a president who might be indicted and who might actually be uh, carried as criminal criminal um, criminal law goes. And I don't think we've mm-hmm. ever really had one. Nixon was threatened, but we have never had one in that level. So it's it's a minority That's correct. by far, if not something completely uh, unique. And that's what I was saying earlier. Where well, I was saying, I'm you know, it, we, we had people. Go ahead. What I'm hearing real quick is that uh, they're looking at Donald Trump turning on his children and making his children the fall people, especially his daughter, because the what started this entire investigation in uh, the AG's office Her name on the charity? is the charity, and she signs the mm-hmm. checks. So she's responsible for everything. Do you think that he's that awful of a guy that he would turn on his own daughter? 
I mean, yes. They were there for a reason. <laughs> the answer to your question is yes. Oh, and by the way, uh, they released today that uh, when the FBI raided Rudy Giuliani's, which the, understand, guys, let's revamp this. The FBI does not normally raid an attorney's home and his office at 6 a.m. It is a very, very uh, unusual, and it is a, a step when they take that, they have to get a judge to agree to sign a warrant that they really believe that they may destroy evidence or whatever, but it was reported today that they seized 18 different devices. What do you think about that almost? Mm-hmm. Well, I I like the way you set that up, and I think that you're absolutely right that, uh, you know, to the extent that Donald Trump may not end up getting indicted, I think that Rudy Giuliani almost certainly will be. Um, and you're, you're absolutely correct that they had to uh, apply for a warrant stating that they had reasonable probable cause to believe that Giuliani had committed crimes and – that he was likely to destroy evidence because what they could have done is they could have issued a subpoena. They could have just said, you need to give us these documents, please. But then they would have known it was coming. Giuliani would have known it was coming and could have obstructed and not told the truth. And so they convinced a judge that they needed to break into his house and they did it. Um, and then they took all of the guy who has, mm-hmm. Any guy who has one phone is pretty legit. Any guy who has two phones, like a sideline, it better be for work. If you have more than three phones, I mean, what do you need that for? You like your side, side, side job? <laughs> so no, and D- David, that's a great point. And there, there's a lot of reporting, and understand that reporting is not the same as evidence in court. But there's, there's a lot of reporting that indicates that Giuliani constantly changed his phone number and used multiple different devices for, for different clients and different things, which, as you said, I mean, it stinks. We don't know exactly why, but it stinks. Well, and his title, and so, his title constantly changed. It seemed like he was sometimes the president's lawyer and sometimes free agent and sometimes part of New York and sometimes – it, it was really shady about who he was and what his title was, other than Julian. And a cybersecurity consultant. And, yeah, I agree. Tell them what happens to all of that privilege if they prove he's a criminal enterprise. Well, that's a great point. Is um, There's the crime fraud exception to attorney-client privilege indicates that if there's um, – if an attorney is – engaged in criminal activity or fraudulent activity on behalf of their client, the privilege does not apply. And, and you, you know, all of Giuliani's communications with Donald Trump or with, you know, the uh, Trump organization or, frankly, the Ukrainians and the Russians um, would not be would, – would not – he would not be able to claim very powerful attorney-client privilege. And the attorney-client privilege should be powerful. You want people to be able to tell their lawyers the truth. It's how our justice system works. But when people try to shield crimes and the conduct of their attorneys is itself criminal, then that privilege should go away. That's good policy. And, I mean, the rules of evidence say that, but it appears to be happening on the very, very highest level between the president and his lawyer, and that's an interesting, interesting development. 
Okay, guys, so you got to help me here. This person named 77YA says, you're a racist, right? You're gay. You like big balls in your mouth. I told him, no, I like other things in my mouth. But um, I'm a racist, right? Does that sound like y'all that I'm a racist? I, you know, I've known John for a couple of years now, and he, um, I don't think, is a racist person. Uh, I don't think he has a bone in his body. He couldn't hurt a fly. What he is is he's very passionate about politics, mm-hmm. and he doesn't like, he doesn't like it when um, he people sees people in 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 media or in public forums um, telling telling untruths or half-truths and trying to mislead people. So sometimes John can be, um, I'm just going to say very politely, a little bit incendiary, a little bit um, more aggressive than I would be. But he is not a racist person. I would also encourage anyone to listen to some of our backstories where we've talked about Black Lives Matter or talked about minorities or talked about even Academy Awards (laughs) being returned back because we don't agree with the whole white cast of, of voters for the Academy Awards or Golden Globes, I think it was the Golden Globes, actually. So, like, we've gone through and we've reported stories of racism, sexism, uh, homosexuality, those, any, any of those phobias that you hear out on the mass media, we're not afraid to attack those. And John's the leader of all of this, so <laughs> he's an example of everything. Guys, real quick, because uh, we're running out of time, um, I think it's great that what we talked about, uh, we are going to have a lot more on this. If you go to our Facebook By the way, I want to say thank you, and we are so humbled. Uh, We had a goal of reaching 300,000 people on Instagram, and not only did we hit 300,000, we're at 301,000. So thank you guys (laughs) so much on Instagram. Now we're going to move on to our entertainment watch, which is is about Free Britney, and uh, almost stay with us because it's about conservatorship. Here we go. Sure. My life is free, Britney, and it just changed. Britney Spears is finally ready to speak out about her legal drama. The pop princess will personally address an L.A. courtroom in June as her legal battle over her longstanding conservatorship continues. Britney's attorney told the court that the Peace of Me singer requested the hearing so she could speak to the court directly and asked for an expedited date. The judge agreed to set the appearance for June 23rd. It is not known exactly what Britney plans to address, but the toxic singer has been in an adverse fight over her conservatorship. Access spoke to legal expert James Sexton, who said it's not uncommon for a person in Britney's situation to want to have their voice heard. Britney Spears has had a lot of people doing a lot of talking on her behalf for a long time. But her voice has been silent throughout a lot of this, except for occasionally checking in on her social media and telling people that she's doing just fine. The world wants to hear from Britney and hear Britney say, you know, those magic words that she's going to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Her father, Jamie Spears, has been the appointed conservator since 2008 and has court-approved control over all of his daughter's personal and financial decisions. A bid to have him removed from the role in 2020 was denied, but the heated battle continues on. Brittany, who has previously stayed out of the conversation surrounding her legal arrangements, has reassured fans she is doing well on social media despite the controversy. So this is so incredible to me that a a pop star, you know, someone of Britney Spears' (laughs) uh, popularity is actually probably going to end up changing some of the way that conservatorships 
uh, work. Almost, what does it mean that Brittany doesn't want her dad there, doesn't want her attorneys there? She really wants to talk to the judge. Is it maybe well, actually, that she wants back? to prove to the judge she's not as crazy as the media has made her uh, out to be to the court? You know, I, I, I'm not – go ahead. I said, can we outline oh, you, you're asking me? Let's go yeah. ahead and do that. Sure, sure. So a conservatorship, and understand I'm not licensed to practice law in California, and I understand this is based on California law, but is a kind of a big picture. What is a conservatorship? It's when a um, person, typically a, a family member, um, takes over the finances and um, certain things like medical decision-making um, for a person because in the original application for the conservatorship, that person was able to prove to the court that um, the person who was going to be under the conservatorship was uh, unable to care for themselves or unable to make their own decisions. So essentially, as everybody remembers, um, Britney Spears had like a major public meltdown um, in the early 2000s where she shaved her head and kind of went a little bit off the deep end. And um, it probably was appropriate at that time for the court to grant the conservatorship. But my understanding is that her mental health has substantially improved and that um, there are some legal issues associated with getting her father off of the conservatorship and, and her attorney yeah, exactly. They're fighting about it, and uh, the attorneys are making how, big fees during the fight. And so and I now, think how that what is Brittany is – I mean, I understand very rare. Spears is very pay, rare. Britney Spears is paying for her attorneys, her ex-husband's mm-hmm. attorneys, the conservator's attorneys, her dad's attorneys, mm-hmm. all the court mm-hmm. filing fees and things like that. Her father gets $750,000 every quarter. Unless Britney makes even more money, and he makes even more money off his famous daughter, which I think is a right, and that's kind of what I'm that's kind of what I'm saying is he is go, he and his lawyers and some of the other lawyers they they don't want the cash cow to die, so I I'm not certain you know I'm I'm not in Britney Spears's head, but um, right. my my thought. If you're asking me to speculate, why is she going to go talk to the judge? What is she going to talk to her about? I think you're absolutely right that she's going to basically try to convince the judge that she's no longer crazy and that she just wants to have control over her own life and her own finances. I'm not precisely sure what that conversation is going to look like, but it certainly would pay to be a fly on the wall because that's going to be a very interesting conversation. Furthermore, I've seen – Hey, Copperhead, you want to say something? Yeah, I, I think these uh, conservatorships in the past have been set up for the elderly or for um, mentally uh, handicapped people, people who honestly can't keep care of themselves or have lost the potential of, keep, of taking care of themselves. Um, even people who mm-hmm. have had tragic wounds or, or, or crashes or that sort of stuff and have lost the mobility or the mental capacity to take care of themselves. So this is not only like a kind of a bad fit for this kind of, of – conservatorship, it, it seems to me that, yes, she's had her problems, but, I mean, how many different movie actresses, anyone that's in that love limelight, and Britney's even higher than most of the stars, have had moments of drug or alcohol abuse or physical abuse or some sort of acting out on some level, 
and never had to go through something like this. Well, I think you're exactly right that that it may have been appropriate 10 years ago or 15 years ago or something, but it probably isn't anymore. And I think the point that I was trying to make is that there's just – and that John made with those citations to all the lawyers who were being paid is is that it's just – there's so much money involved here that the yeah. adverse parties, the people who the people who are benefiting from the conservatorship, are going to fight to keep it going, and they have and been no and they've ejection. been successful. There's no ejection um, button to this. It's not like there was a, a tour date on this or some sort of like finite. It's just open ended, and if this goes on for the rest of her life, what would that look like? Right, and, and you're you're right. The the way it's it's intentionally set up to be perpetual under the the good policy that most of the time if somebody is infirm or mentally handicapped or yeah, that it, it makes sense that it would last indefinitely. And and then the if the person loses their disability, if they become capable of handling their own affairs, then through an attorney they apply and the, the court makes a decision. And apparently in 2020, for whatever reason, the court decided that the conservatorship should continue. And I haven't done detailed research into the legal reasoning underlying that, but I'm willing to bet that a bunch of lawyers from all sides convinced the judge that it was just safer to keep it going. And it actually had so it actually did. had to do with the fact that she was supposed to turn her kids over to Kevin, and okay. she had a nervous breakdown during that time. And I think that you know the court is always going to look out for the good of the of the of the child. And That's when two involved, also she was taken out in an ambulance, and she does have a lot of uh, postpartum depression because of Kevin doing those types of things. And I just hope mm-hmm. that the court and the judge has some sympathy for the fact that she's been in this almost her entire life, yet she can go on stage and perform in front, in front of millions of people. She can go and tour and perform in front of millions of people. Surely she can do her own life. I mean, I just, that's just right. my hope. We'll just see what happens. Let's move on. We're about to run out of time to our song pick of the week. Let's see if you've ever heard of this girl. You want a timeless song I want to change the game Like modern architecture John Lautner coming your way I know you like this beat Cause Jeff's been doing the dance Your hands on me 
All right, guys. If you've been living under a rock, then you don't know who this is. But this is my new obsession. This woman sings. She dances. She doesn't uh, lip sync during her shows. And she just won almost every award you can win uh, in Britain. In Britain, And this are uh, the Brit, Brit Awards. With uh, If it wasn't her, it was Taylor Swift. So that can tell you who that is. So our song pick of the week. Uh, is called Levitating, and it is currently number two on the charts after 20 weeks out. So everybody is loving this girl. She's beautiful. She's authentic, and I am in love with this girl. And this is All You Need to Know Radio Song Pick of the Week. It's new, it's dangerous, and it's in your face. Take a listen on May 20th, 2021. It's Levitating by DeLupa. If you wanna run away with me, I know a galaxy and I can take you for a ride. I had a premonition that we fell into a rhythm where the music don't stop for life. Glitter in the sky, glitter in my eyes, shining just the way you're If you're feeling like you need a little bit of company, you met me at the perfect time. All right, guys. So that was what is it again? Come say it. Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. She is beautiful. I'll say her name however she wants me to. Hi, this is Almost, guys. This is Instagram. Look at all this. It's just crazy. So, guys, uh, that was one more time. Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa, and she's beautiful. Now our show is going to end, and let's let uh, let's let um, Copperhead uh, in uh, go ahead and. See what he needs to say. Copperhead, you have the floor. I just have one more little thing to add about her, too. Uh, she's been reported as being happy with her first album, but she's going to be a lot more hands-on for her second album. So hopefully it will show a lot more of her personality and stuff in her new music coming out. We're really looking forward to that album. I won't, won't lie. Um, Listen, this, that album is called Futuristic Something, and I, I cannot find – there are very few albums out there. You know, you can find one or two songs that you like. There is not one song on that album that I don't just love. I mean, it's you think, okay, the album's great, blah, 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 and then that song's over. You love that song, and boom, five more songs in a row that just blow your mind. I'm sorry. Go ahead. They're completely different. No, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I really enjoy her. Um, I do want to point out to everyone, make sure that you do put your ears to the ground. Do not follow the, just one source of information, even us. Get your your information diversified and listen to multiple sources and find out for yourself what the truth is. There's a lot of people out there who, like almost has pointed out several times tonight, is trying to muddy the waters and confuse you and distract you. But it's your job as an American to be knowledgeable about what and who is representing you and what and who you're voting for. Be smart. Thank you, John, and thank you again for uh, this great platform. I really appreciate it. So in my opinion, the biggest political issue in this country is the Republican Party has completely lost its mind and has ceased to um, deal in any sort of semblance of honesty uh, when it comes to the facts of virtually every – political issue from voting rights to taxes to health care to the events of the January 6th insurrection. Um, Because one party is so deeply unserious, they are also unpopular. 
something like um, 38, 39% of the, the, the country uh, tends to agree with the Republican Party's position, and something like 60% of the country tends to disagree. However, they have lots of power because of um, unfair uh, voting restrictions and the way voting is set up in the uh, Senate election and in state houses. So we can level the playing field by passing HB1, by passing voting reform at the federal level, so states like Georgia and Texas and Arizona can't um, disenfranchise huge portions of the electorate to hold on to power when they when the Republicans are unpopular. If you care about these issues, you need to be talking to your republic your your senators and your representatives, whether Republican or Democrat, to voice your support in favor of federal voting reform. That's the most important issue in this country, and I'm I'm still very worked up about it. I hope all of your listeners are too. Thank you again for the uh, platform and tonight. Absolutely. Don't hang up almost. I want you to stay on the line, okay? All right, guys. Yes, so sir. This is John Hollywood. We want to say thank you so much for joining us. We are so humbled that you take your time and you listen to our show. One thing you will find about our show is we are no spin. We are 100% going to give you the facts. They may not be the facts you want to hear, but sadly, that's where this country is. And we need to stop lying to each other about where we are. We need to make sure, we didn't even get to this tonight, Everybody needs to call Governor Abbott and tell him he is a moron, and he's about to put, make millions of people even further in poverty because he's getting rid of $300 that we fought so hard and gave up so much to the Republicans to get that in that bill. But we'll deal with that a little bit later. Thank you so much for listening to us. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media. I want to say thank you to Almost uh, Warriors with Warriors and None and to Copperhead for joining us live tonight. I'm John Hollywood, your host. Keep preaching for the stars because that's where it all begins. Never let anyone tell you who to love, how to love, and how to make your dreams come true. I want you, everybody, say goodnight, everybody. Say goodnight, Almost. Goodnight. Thank you again. All right. Say goodnight, Copperhead. Goodnight, Copperhead. All right, and good night from All You Need to Know Radio Studios live in Dallas, Texas. Until next week, we'll see you then.